This week on the Push for Lace podcast, we talk movies, RDLs with Jesse from Toy Story, and our gym staff really being trained to spot eating disorders. Three, two, one, there's no feta left in Greece now. Hey guys, welcome to the Push for Legs podcast with myself, Dami. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bro? I have no idea what that's in reference to. <laughs> Absolutely none whatsoever. Absolutely no idea. Dan gave me a compliment on my stories, because uh, it's far more interesting. Apparently when I'm away from work. Well, I didn't say that, actually. <laughs> no, what I said was, it's not the most boring thing in the world. No, it's great. I felt very, very privileged. Like yeah, usually to be fair, they're a lot better when you go away to like to Norway and it's snowy. Much better. Sorry. Just, you just posted pictures you, of you it? progressively getting more and more pink. <laughs> As opposed to when I'm in the sun, where I'm getting more and more red. Uh, what well, pink, red. You're, pink, you're red. kind of... You weren't a good colour by the end of the, the holiday, mate. I'll give you that. I'm, well, I'm there now, so... I mean... Well, that's what matters. you got it. you got I've, the tan I've, now. I've had like... Oh, look at, your, look at those tan lines. Yeah, because I didn't wear Speedos. Yeah, I have tan lines <laughs> on my legs. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, but it would have been weirder if I had a, like, a pair of budgie smugglers on. Not great, right? Not a good look, is Not it, Not a mate? good look, no. Um, that's why the, I have... Neither of us can pull that off. No, I don't think so. <laughs> What's there? Nothing. Nothing's there. Right, nothing. Yeah, where's your bikini top? <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, but yeah, had a lovely time. Quad biking. Sunsets, oil, beer, food. Food, right, okay. So I drank every day. It's pretty good. Um, not surprising, apparently, from Dan. Um, wine every day. It was good, then. Had some weird uzu. Ugh, disgusting. What is Mingin. that? It is absolutely awful. awful. Mingin, love it. Um, and then I had some other weird shot. The, no, uh, I, I think two or three of them, because the waiter kept on giving us some. And it was like warm, cinnamony crap and they were like oh yeah, well, yeah we felt obliged to do it of course i was like do you sip it or do you shot it and he was like we shot it in greece i was like brilliant all right cool is that greek accent yeah it? that was that was the greek yes that was amazing okay was it okay <laughs> i don't know i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. but like i remember once i got given um i got given an ouzo once when i was on holiday i think and the guy was i was like oh that's awful and he was like oh if you want you can add water to it and it's not as strong and i was like yeah but it's the taste of water mate. <laughs> Why would I want to put water with it and make yeah. it long, last longer? It's like, no, <laughs> a long uzu. Nobody's asking for that. It's like, it's bad Zambuca, isn't it? Yeah, it's awful Zambuca. Yeah. I mean, if you can get that. Yeah, I mean, that means that's bad anyway. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think uzo, like, they actually supposed to put water with it and it goes cloudy, doesn't it? If you put yeah, water yeah. with it. Yeah, that's what we had. Oh, I was just awful. Like, just I like drink. a full on, like, glass of it and it was just like, this, is, this, ain't, this ain't right. And then I bet you had, what do you have loads of shit loads of lamb kebabs, feta cheese and rice. Oh mate, like, so so this is what I said about the food and everybody's like, Yeah, did you enjoy it? I was like, Yeah, I enjoyed the food, but so I said to Dan, I was like, after about five days I was done like with their food. So yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm just absolutely longing for some like barbecue sauce, some sort mm-hmm. of spiciness somewhere, just like something's no offence to Greek food, I do like it, but it's it's just very creamy or Kind of plain, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's Quite fine, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, it's it's like it's. But what was interesting is actually like 
I can see it being incredibly easy there. Like, if you're not into fish, to be vegetarian, and you're just eating, like, feta and all these, like, leaves and all this stuff, and, yeah, yeah it seems seemed very easy, like yogurt, all the tzatziki, lots of, it was lots of vegetarian dishes, which was yeah. pretty easy, They're, and they were quite tasty, so I thought there, it was actually reasonably okay, and it was just because all the meat is always grilled, and it's kind of like, oh great, could you, yeah, is it, is it cooked any other way? Or yeah, it's, was, just, it's, just, it's just dry forever. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I had a bit of souvlaki, I think, it, oh, is yeah. that what it is? Um like moussaka, basically moussaka is Mediterranean shepherd's pie uh, or lasagna, I guess, of some sort, with like an eggplant. Eggplant. You mean, you mean aubergine? Aubergine, yeah. Because the British, not American. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of the word aubergine, but yeah. But it's aubergine. Yeah, there yeah. You go. Stunning, mate. That's why you're here. That's why we're such a good pairing, Dan. Just, yeah. Uh, just two minds. It's Spend too long watching the NFL, you. <laughs> problem speaking of which nba playoffs this week start it is Ooh, finals right. big you, one who are you hoping wins um i think i mean golden state are probably gonna win i want toronto to win just because of the underdogs everyone always got like the underdog haven't you <laughs> it's classic Gold, for, classic golden for state just, golden state just go every all the time yeah so they've just got the best players so it's like well, obviously they're gonna win isn't it <laughs> um but yeah anyway what happens People wouldn't have known you were on holiday last week, Tom, because we planned the podcast so well. No one would have known if we hadn't told them. <laughs> yeah, at least the I, foresight I said it. there. The I foresight it's, there it's is so like, good. It's like, almost like we we worked. The for things it, um... we think about for for you, the listener, for you. <laughs> we did all that for you, so that your Wednesday would be as fun. normal as it could possibly I be. Know. We didn't want to like shake anybody up, right? It's just routine. It's routine. Those three people, mate, on, <laughs> on a Wednesday morning would have been devastated without that. Uh, bonkers, mate. Um, but we have some things to talk about, we as do. always. We will ooh, delve in. Yeah, because last week was no fitness talk, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, um, just lovely. It's nice. Um, well, we've got more more mental health stuff to talk about this week. I mean, oh, we're, we're turning into, like mi- into a mindset podcast. <laughs> push pull legs mindset. Push pull mindset. Cut doesn't work, does it? No, it doesn't. It's not, it doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Doesn't roll um, no, well, there must be. There are definitely podcasts about that, but we'll give our uh, um, opinionated view, I guess. Um, speculative Correct view. Correct <laughs> view. Speculative view. Um, our yeah. view. Yeah, our view of uh, whatever the stuff. So I think we've got. So Dan wants to argue about some butt and hamstring work, but in layman's terms. Don't um, argue about it. I just want to I'll argue. We'll talk about it. That's yeah, fine. We also within the. Facebook group, I believe, um, we got sent a mental health topic covered mm. by the Beeb, the BBC, about um, Birmingham University. So it was very interesting. Fair few. We could probably read out the comments on what people have discussed, um, and then what we said. Um, I think we kind of reiterated each other. So boring, but yeah, we can we can delve down different different views if we really want to. Mm. Um, but yeah, mate. Also, first thing off the bat, like you didn't vote on my uh, DiCaprio trio thing. The hell? I didn't see it, mate. Did you not? No. Do do do. do right, I was basically having a, uh, a topic was what would you binge watch in certain like categories? If you only had to like pick three, and then it came on to actors, and we like settled on DiCaprio is a fairly decent actor with a lot of good films. Mm. And what three DiCaprio films would you pick to watch, or are the best? 
Uh, I don't really like him enough to care, to be honest. Uh, um, I mean, the choices the choices were all right. Number one was so it was the beach, Shutter Island, and Django, and uh, the other choices were Wolf of Wall Street, The Revenant, and The Departed. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. So you're the, you're gonna go for that one because you're a come as me like what have you done for me lately, boy? Hundred percent. Dad's yeah. never heard of the other ones. No, no, I, no but then <laughs> I also like him in Catch Me If You Can. That's a older. Very, very true. This is the one we like. <laughs> so I got absolutely rinsed on this poll. But Wolf of Wall Street's a good film as well, though. It's like, an alright film. It's not fantastic. Wow. It's not as good as uh, Django. Thousand percent. Shutter Island's like a psychological thriller. But yeah, I, I, I got absolutely piled. Um, 68%. Right. Quite rightly. Um, yeah, it was not great. But it led me into interesting... If you were going to pick like a binge watch of movies, mm. what would you pick? Star Wars. Star Wars. Every day. <laughs> See, so would I. I've, I've recently did uh, the Unbreakable tr- trilogy, which was pretty cool to binge watch. Um, Unbreakable, Split and Glass. Um, just... If anybody hasn't seen that, like go just go watch Split. It's unbelievable with Jane McAvoy. Um, but yeah, Split Woman personalities, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's got he's like very 20, 25 personalities within one person. Very good actor. Very good actor. Yeah, and then like I think so. Glass came out this year. It's Bruce Willis and uh, Samuel Jackson. I'll tell you what classic film I watched the other day for the first time. Yeah, The Meg. The Meg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was- I've not, I've not watched it, but isn't it ridiculous? It's surely <laughs> like one of those like super shark versus tornado. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's just like <laughs> it was just one of those where it's just like you have to watch it for just the comedy value of like how it's not a comedy, but it actually kind of is actually a comedy. Is. Basically, they go to the bottom of the sea and they realise that it's not the bottom, and there's this like mythical layer underneath it, and that they just go into it and then. Because they've got into it, there's a big hole in it, and then all these prehistoric creatures come out, and then there's this big shark. Big shark. Meg. What the, the, what they called Mega... Megalodon? Megalodons, that's it. Something like that, yeah. Comes out and eats everything, and they kill it, and Jason Statham, of course, swims away from it in the sea and doesn't get eaten. Is it? You know. Yeah, of course he does. Of course he does, oh, mate. Right. Like, Jason Statham's got happen. talent. <laughs> yeah, Jason Statham's a man, so it was um, it was quite funny. I wouldn't watch it um, again, I have to say. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway, off topic, mate. Um, yeah, what do you want to talk about? RDL? What, RDLs? Well, yeah, I was talking about what RDLs like. We just, we just had our training workshop. and um, saw. So, this is one I wasn't invited to. And uh, hold it, I know one of your clients wanted me there. Really? Yep. That's not what I've heard. Uh, I thought. Definitely was. Whatever. <laughs> uh, mate, feel free to come to the next one. Yeah. Feel yeah. free. Come along, mate. You have to pay for like everyone else. That's fine. Um, <laughs> no, but we... Um, yeah, we put a training workshop on for, for our clients. Like we, we're, we're doing that now every sort of, I think, eight to 12 weeks so that we can check everyone's form or sort of go over the basics, fundamentals and stuff. And, and, the, and the, we went over RDLs and like, I think everyone assumes that RDLs just work your hamstrings, basically, because they just hurt after you do them. And we got into discussion about the hips and the role of your glutes in the hips and all this sort of stuff. And... um. I just basically made the case for RDLs being a glute, primarily a glute-based movement that if done properly, correctly, using you know mind-muscle connection or whatever that sort of stuff, if you think about your glutes and you think about using them and you lengthen them and shorten them, it's a much better exercise for your glutes than it is for your hamstring development. 
full hamstring development requires you to be doing hamstring curls so that you get it in a fully shortened range, all that sort of stuff. And the reason that people feel RDLs in the hamstrings a lot of the time is just that you are putting the hamstrings in a stretched position with a stupid amount of load and you're just causing muscle damage, which, yeah, is somewhat important potentially. And you're going to create some sort of tension there by sl- you know, slowing that movement down, holding it, or whatever. But actually, the primary mover of the of that movement is the glute in this is my opinion obviously this is just i'm sure tom will go no you're wrong because that's what tom likes to do but i think that when done properly yeah with the hip hinge that doesn't look (laughs) uh, when done properly with a hip hinge when you squeeze your glutes and you think about what you're doing with that movement you can get amazing like doms or whatever you want to call it in your glutes more so than your hamstrings and i think the reason that people get hamstring doms so much with them is that their hamstrings just have to catch the movement effectively and that that's why you get sheer amount of, of muscle damage there but actually if you were to lower the movement by first squeezing your glutes and then slowly slowly reducing that amount of squeeze you have on your glutes you would lower the weight using your glutes not necessarily your hamstrings and you will be able to shift more load you have to perform it safer and I think you would feel it less in your hamstrings if you concentrated more on your glutes but a lot of the time I see people do it they don't even think about their glutes they just think about their hamstrings all the time um, so I put the poll out about which muscle group does it work primarily and based on the movement of hip extension I would say it's primarily a glute based movement with a fair amount of hamstring work obviously involved as well but it's just interesting because I think a lot of the time people just associate pain or DOMS with the movement. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes sense, Dan. Um, there's a lot of, obviously, there's a lot of caveats. <laughs> I mean, would you like that. me to explain the caveats demonstrating with Flynn Ryder or Jesse from Toy Story or Jack Skellington? Well, I've Whichever. got a Wumper. Whichever you prefer, Tom. Um, let's go Jesse from Toy Story. They can't okay. see this. Tom, they can't see this, but all right, everybody, I'm holding a cuddly toy up. So Dan, basically, <laughs> this is what I have to do for Dan to explain movements when he asks. Uh, yeah. the, <laughs> where did he touch? Where did he touch you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, because like, so I think what a lot of people don't realise: the hamstring is biarticular; it goes over your knee and your hip. It's madness, right? So Jessie's actually pretty good. She got a load of. She ain't got a big quad though. Look, that's tiny. Yeah. Compared to a calf. It's not good. Not not very anatomically correct, that mate. Um, but you said hip was the prime mover. There, yeah. But you said the muscle damage would happen. So this is the argument. Like, so it's like a stretchy your hamstring over your hip and your knee. If you've only got to manipulate one joint at a time, this is where people fuck themselves up and think that hamstrings move. Due, well, they do move, but net nothing happens during a squat. Right? That's where you don't feel your hamstrings really squat. Um, even though the distal and the long headline move at the same time. So if you bend your hamstring and you bend your hip at the same time, nothing happens. Not nothing happens. It just kind of moves up. Yeah. Moves up. Yeah. So when you're going for an RDL, because so you, obviously you've got like your leg cut and you're thinking if it's distal or proximal, it's probably a little bit more distal to, well, proximal to your bum that you're feeling in your hamstring. And then it's like distal when you're going through hip, a hip hinge. So your hip flexion, you start feeling distal of your hamstring where it's creating so much, so much torque is what your your pals say in it torque torque about it's talk, all about mate. torque right it's, it's definitely about torque at the moment definitely an in thing mate um 
but yeah, and also the, the the muscle damage. I think I said to you before, it was just because generally speaking, even though the hamstring and the the glute are working at the same time. Where's Jesse? Um, yeah, because obviously the hamstring is just like long and thin. It hasn't got a bigger surface area. I think we all know the glute is the biggest muscle in the in the body. Right then, yeah. He's mm-hmm. mesmerised by Jesse. I'm just looking <laughs> at our ass, mate. Look yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the hamstring's like really thin. Well, obviously there's like possibly three of them. Possibly three of them? What do you think, Dan? <laughs> possibly. <laughs> possibly. Um, some people put uh, a ductor magnus in the hamstring group as well. So this is where Luke was coming down on, right? Muscle mentors, man. Um, yeah. Is the fact that a ductor magnus is the guy that uh, helps with all that hippie stuff. Is, the, is probably the guy that's going to contribute most with, in conjunction with the hamstring, according to my biomechanics professor. Um, and yeah, because that gets the most muscle damage because it's really thin and it hasn't got as much surface area because it doesn't get as much blood repair um, as the glute does, which is pretty obvious if you have like a big, like long, I don't know, big plate spread mm. over evenly. It's not going to get as much damage as a very like cracking a small thing. Um, pretty simple. It works in the body as well. It's mental, isn't it, mate? Um, but I would argue, I, I I would concur with you, Dan. I think the the main powerhouse of that exercise is the glute. That's what I was referring to. Okay. <laughs> this is where we talk. It was like when you said adductors to me before, and I was like, yeah, but they have to work in conjunction with. They can't really. It's, it, do it it, by so themselves. my my point about it all is. It, when I say the prime, primary, like when I say the muscle that's primarily involved in the movement of an RDL, like I said, it's not to say other, other muscles aren't working or aren't affected or aren't used or aren't, don't even grow from the movement. It's what is causing that primary movement and with the amount of power and strength and that sort of stuff to create that movement. And like you said, you agree with me because I'm right. <laughs> I you know, think- it's, the glute. I, I just and, think, and I think it, because it's only over one joint, it has to be the thing that works as well. I was like, the hamstrings also <laughs> wants to do knee flexion. And this is the thing is that this is, this is what I basically was explaining. I was basically explaining that to get complete hamstring development, or for a lot of people, you know, to get actual proper. And I and I and I kind of um, I compared it to the biceps and I was like basically if you imagine if you if I was to give you a dumbbell and just go right just constantly lower it with your bicep all the time you wouldn't get as much development as just doing that with a heavy weight than if you perform the concentric movement as well and I was like the problem with people I find with people is that they don't do enough hamstring curls they rely on an RDL and then they wonder why they have shitty looking hamstrings. Well, actually focus on doing hamstring curls a couple of times a week. And when you do your RDLs, think of it as a glute movement rather than hamstring. All of a sudden, the amount of hamstring volume that you can do will drastically increase. Because when you do your RDL, you'll focus more on your glutes rather than your hamstrings. You'll find that your hamstrings won't be as sore from doing RDLs because you're actually going to use your glutes, which, as we've talked about, will recover quicker. They're a lot stronger, can handle more load. And you'll then be able to train your hamstrings more frequently in the in the shortened range in the concentric movement, mm. and therefore get better progress with your hamstrings. Um, again, this is it's just like my basic level knowledge. Like my level of knowledge is nowhere near other people's. But if I can, if I know that, like it's like, yeah, it's pretty like basic. But it, it's that whole thing of people associate muscle damage and pain 
in DOMS with with with, like, with what the with what the exercise is. And get so much more growth as well. Yeah, like, it's oh, like it's it's like actually the hamstring. A lot of the time with hamstring curl movements, very you only don't need a lot of weight to, to really train your hamstring through the through its full range and fully squeeze it and fully contract it. But yet people load up an RDL with 100 kilos and think they're training their hamstrings. Like no, you're just training your if you're doing it properly your glutes a lot of the time. Um, I think it's just another another area to think about when it comes to um, when it comes to hamstring development and glute development. Because the other aspect of it is when you do single leg RDLs. When I used to do single leg RDLs a lot of my time with my clients, they'd be like, oh my God, my glutes are really sore from this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, because you've not got a huge amount of load that your hamstrings are catching in the movement. The reason your hamstrings get sore is because of the huge amount of load and it just basically is in a stretched position. Whereas as soon as you go to a lot less load and you actually do the movement properly, everyone says, oh my God, I feel it on my glutes. I, f- I feel like with RDLs as well, I very rarely program bilateral RDLs, mm. if I'm honest. I do. We we come from a footballing background, so we've been beaten to hell with doing as much hamstring work as possible because that's the thing that goes the most um, when running. Um, it's under high force, not high torque, high force um, <laughs> over a short amount of time. But <clears throat> I think it's there's more beneficial doing the single leg stuff and the offset and the B stance rather than mm. the bilateral stuff because I feel like you do automatically load it up more than you probably think you should. And also, even though it is mechanically an easier movement because there's not as much happening than like a deadlift, there's not a stop and start to it, really. It's no. kind of flowy. It's just yep. bloom, 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 bloom. You kind of just go up and down. And people tend to lose any kind of... Well, depends on your perspective, whether your lumbar should flex or not. I come from... Let's go joint by joint model that it's going to be like a stable position. So I don't really want it to move. And that's where I feel like your hamstring range has given up. So that's the end of it. Um, mm. And people will just jolly old flex down there, won't they, Daniel? Um, which isn't yeah. great. Um, which some people can, 100%. And their hamstrings go on for absolutely days. But chances are there's not much point to it. You don't really have to get out from that movement. It's just going to be like, ooh, back. Brilliant. All right, wonderful. All right, switch to a beast dance, decrease the load by about thirty percent, and mm. play with that. Absolutely fine. Nothing. Nothing. I just, yeah, I just, I just think it's worth people. It's worth people thinking about with, with, with them. Like I said, with their, with their training, everything they do. I just think it's. Like I said, I just think people don't don't consider the movements also, they do. Yeah, they just think with, what hurts. They just think what hurts. It's like from doing it. It's like RDLs. Oh, I tend when I've done them. I've had them in recently, but I banded them as well yeah so i stand on the band put it over the bar so it, the band is both under both my feet and the, so i get the hip extension movement is the most dominant yeah. and overloaded position that's what i'm trying to train and then hamstring stuff's going to be like nordics and ghr i don't spend that much time on the hamstring machine um mm-hmm. believe it or not you don't have to you can do like hamstring bridges you know how you do a glute bridge? All right, flip over the other way, put your hamst- your leg where you'd normally put your shoulders, and magic, you're doing distal hamstring instead of proximal glute. Yep. Crazy. I know. Just minute play in the body, man. Um, and then, yeah, pump through that. Be absolutely fine. We'll do some, like, towel slide stuff. Swiss balls are cool for it. TRX. We used to do a crap ton of TRX hamstring stuff, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do that that much anymore, to be honest. I do a lot of, like 
just put some towels on a slidey floor or those valve slide things sliders and then yeah. you're lying down and you're going in and out with your you're only bending your knee this is where we're saying with those those movements where you're lying down they get absolutely annihilated because really your hip should be again only staying in one position and you end up flailing flailing your hips around and or not keeping them in extension okay so not keeping them like tucked under is where you need Whereas then they just kind of droop and then the people are like, oh, I don't really feel it that much. I'm like, yeah, because you're doing it wrong. Um, we're trying to keep you up there. But there's, that, that could be, it's 100% usually a strength issue so that they can't have the ability to hold up there. But yeah, go look at that kind of stuff. That's going to get way more hamstring development now like than just your, your RDL stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I think, not not to brag about our hamstrings too much, Dan, but I'd say they're pretty Pretty damn well, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Is I, I, again, without like, without simply like blowing mention of it, but yeah, like I looked at it the other day and I was like, a lot of people who just you focus on RDLs have just got very straight up and down hamstrings, and actually to get like an actual muscle belly, again you look at it and go, okay, well I've trained a lot in that in that short range. You train a lot in that curl position, and there's a there's a lot more muscle there than just doing like I said RDLs. I just think it's yeah, it's worth it's worth thinking about for a lot of people. There you go. That's all I wanted to say on the matter. Amazing. Good. Yeah. Thanks, mate. I am amazing. Yeah. What, <laughs> um, what, what are the hamstrings? Quick quiz. Oh, I'm not, I can't remember, mate. I'm not even going to pretend to know. Semi. Tendinosis. Yes. And then semi. Membranosis. Membranosis. Yeah. Then what's the last one? Not a Dr. Magnus. Oh, Bicep femoris. There we go. Bicep femoris. I do, do kind of know. I just made it up. It's the classic, right. classic PT joke. I'm just training my biceps. Bicep femoris. Right. <laughs> Hamstring day. All right. Enough that that boring fitness chat, mate. Let's let's talk mental health because that's our, our that's our real. Yeah, because because we're getting too deep with that. <laughs> um, enough butt stuff. We got some a ridiculous uh, stupid things on the internet as well because yeah, it's just mental. Um, this is this is what it is. All right. So I think <laughs> is he still your client? I can't believe he can still be your client, James. Maybe. Yes, he is still my client, yeah. Jesus, James, if you're listening, how long have you been with Dan? I know. Wow. Like, too long. Far too long. Oh, well. <laughs> what can you do? Poor bloke. All right, Poor bloke. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> all right, so this article, um, fitness coaches trained to tackle mental health issues, okay? Would you class yourself as a fitness coach, Dan? Apparently, apparently, I'm not too sure. I think I think these fitness coaches are the like level two guys. Um, are if they? we're really being technical, the guys that just kind of look after the gym, tidy up a bit, give inductions. No. Um, yeah. So a girl called Holly Moyes almost died. I said that weirdly because the spelling's a bit odd, so I don't really know what it's. Mm. Um, died at the age of 21 uh, when anorexia led to dangerously low body weight and a start of organ failure. After the breakup of a long-term relationship a year before university, Holly became obsessed with, her, with exercise and body image. She now wants gyms... What? Almost died. I was like, she's died. Oh, uh, she <laughs> she uh, now wants gyms around the country to train staff about eating disorders. They should, um, I guess, and raise awareness of mental health issues. Hmm. Did you watch the video? I did. It's a bit weird. I didn't. I didn't watch the video, no. no I, I did I, watch the video. So, um, did my research, mate. No, you were talking about it. Brilliant. So, Birmingham University Gym 
uh, the guys that are going to start to implement this, I believe. Mm. I don't know why that's happening. Um, yeah, so this is... Should we read out some of the comments that were left in the, the group? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just getting it up now, the, the thing in the group. Um, those, I mean, I think we both said that it's going to open a can of worms, to be honest, because I think the... I think the premise is correct, and maybe people should be more aware. Um, but the issue is that um, fitness coaches and personal trainers don't stay in their fucking lanes. Um, and there is an abundance of unsolicited advice from people anyway within the gym who think they know more than you yeah. or think they know something about they may have read an article they may know something they have a friend who was like this so therefore they can tell you about that anecdote or they have a, a general understanding or a very snippet of knowledge about it and then that turns into I'm going to bullshit my way through this conversation and then that leads to crap potentially like life threatening advice if they're mm. in a bad if they actually have a mental illness then that's and you're not referring out to somebody who's more qualified to actually say, or it's just the referring out thing. And if they don't, I just, I just then don't, it's incredibly I, offensive. <laughs> I just don't think you, you're ever going to be able to, to to know what what's going on because I think whenever I've seen things about anorexia before, like watch Louis Theroux and stuff, and and yeah. he spoke to these people, like you know, they say I, I hid it for years. Like I hide it, I you know they will be in the gym with with like full length trousers on, hoodies on, so you wouldn't really be able to see maybe how how skinny they were also, or whatever. I don't, I, I don't. If anybody hasn't watched that Luther, he did do uh, all. He went into like a clinic, didn't he? It was all anorexia, all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. he went into, and it was also it. they they went into how actually um, bodybuilding and gym was a coping me- mechanism for a lot of them as well. Mm. It, it just it. So let's say, for example, you know, they're they're, they're in there like that, and a PT comes over. Like, if I saw someone, to be fair, if I was if I was back in the third place, I saw someone come in three times a day for weeks and then I'd be like, oh, you're training pretty hard. What are you training yeah. for? And I'd say something like that, and and they might be like, oh, you know, just keeping fit, or they might be like, I'm training for a marathon. They just lie to you, and you would just go, oh, okay. And I wouldn't think to, that was very weird if I saw them doing that, and I'd explain that to them, and and. You'd just be like, well, they just train a lot. And you, unless you saw, you know, unless obviously a female trainer saw them changing. But again, I think they would change at home. They wouldn't be that, that obvious about that sort of thing. And the thing we have to remember with this is that it's a, it's a mental illness. It's, it's the, the gym thing with it is just the way that they, they, I suppose, deal with it. But it's much the same as saying, well, their colleagues at work should be trained in order to yeah. spot it because it's a mental health issue. It's like how many days off of work are they having and all these sorts of things. And I just don't – it just anno- – the, the headline annoyed me for a start. Gym staff trained to spot eating disorders. It's like – it's a ridiculous headline like trained to spot eating disorders what in the gym you're not going to ever spot that in the gym it's like if you had disordered eating you wouldn't be well a no one eats in the gym anyway <laughs> um and it's like to suggest that just because someone's leaner or trains a lot that they have an eating disorder is is potentially damaging like i said to you with the the whole thing of approaching someone going oh you know i think you might have an eating disorder obviously not going to say that but it, it, but what, what are they going to say? Well, no, exactly. What are they going to say to get yeah, to that? I think to they're going to flag get to that it opinion to a, and get to that like acknowledgement of like, actually, I think you do. It could just like, be so damaging to someone that imagine if you said that to someone and they didn't, and they would then be like, "Shit, 
am I really that, do I look that bad or do I look that lean or skinny or do I look that ill or whatever the, the theory is behind this whole thing of like whether you can spot it. And, and I just think it goes back, like I said, my, my exposure to it is purely from um, from from watching something like Louis through and, and getting, because obviously he's very, very good at getting into the into the, the, the mental side of it and talking about it. And it's just the way they all, they all discuss it. And it's like a, it's either a controlling mechanism or it's a, um, you know, in their life, it's it's something to do with the emotion. It's it's mental. It's not about. Oh, it's not training. about. It's, it's not about food. It's yeah. It's it's hundred yeah. percent mental. That's illness. their controlling mechanism, and it's just a bit like you know, like a few of the comments have said in here. It's like some of these people can't fucking even teach someone how to how to do any a bench press. Never mind spot these sorts of things. And I think it's yeah. What level is someone training too much? Like Joe put. Um, yeah, like, uh, I think the issue is as much to do with the trained two, or what level of training yeah. they're in, you know, like, you get, like what, that they, they're, they're, they're trained to be able to spot someone who trains more than twice a day, <laughs> oh God, you can just look at that in the gym log, like, when they come in and stuff, um, I just think it's one of those where you just have to be able to, to refer out and suggest things, but at the same time, like, it is very, very hard to... To, to, I don't know, like, if someone came to me, if I was a trainer, or if I, I, as an online coach, someone comes to you who is clearly doesn't need any to lose any weight, and they say oh, they want to lose weight, you have that discussion with them, and you go, well, okay, I don't think that's the wise thing to do, like, you're probably not in that in, in a great place to do that, but a lot of people come to online coaches, or have come to me before, people because they've gone, no, I have had that issue, I now don't, and I want to put on weight, and I need someone's help and guidance to do that safely and properly, that's that's different because I think that, as I've said, I think they're very good at potentially hiding any any issues they've got, and I, I just think that you're, you, I just think a, a gym coach or trainer going over to say something is just not a good way of going about it because no. they'll just, as Hannah said in her comments, she just put if you ban them from the gym, well, they're just going to go somewhere else into yeah. another gym. They're going to go do something else. They're going to run outside or whatever. But then likewise, is being ridiculously overweight unhealthy? Yes. Should you ban them from the gym as well? Well, no. Like, they're there <laughs> for a reason. And they, they, for all you know, someone who is going through an eating disorder may be trying to bulk up by doing weights. They may be doing it for that reason that they, they've heard they need to get to keep their muscle. I don't, I don't know. I'm yeah, because not... they, they, they could be going strength training because the, the fact is that probably they're mal... Well, they would be malnourished if they had that. And therefore, osteoarthritis, osteoporosis is a real thing. And it could happen. It's, it, it, for me, it's a, it's a complete, complete no-go. I'm not suggesting that it shouldn't get more airtime and it shouldn't be discussed more. Not what I'm saying at all. But I do think... The th whole th thing of like level uh, two per I think maybe yeah. I think like maybe you you bring some within your team at the gym. You have someone who's a proper expert who comes in to talk about it, and then to make people, I guess, more aware of the subject if it does arise. Because I think people wouldn't even have a clue, really. That I, to be honest, like apart from degree. Like yeah, I haven't touched upon it since I've been outside of education, and I don't think well, I don't know actually. We don't particularly talk about it within third-base education because it, it's it's not in the personal trainer's remit. It's like if we think that's 
no. if there's a possibility or it's showing symptoms or signs of, then it's like, all right, we have a medical department to refer to, or you refer to GP, or you go that route straight away. Mm. Um, but it's very hard to... I wouldn't know because I've not had the experience. I'm not like speak out my ass. I wouldn't know how to approach that subject very well. Um, I've approached the subject that you're too overweight. This is dangerous for your health, hundred mm. percent, because that's very easy to do with like the figures, and you can kind of get somebody on the scales anyway. Usually when they're overweight, I'm not too sure the other way around is that great. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know happy about it to be honest. But <laughs> it's just a bit tough, mate. Yeah, of course it's tough, and obviously all these things are always tough. But it's um, it's just not something I think is worth uh, is worth trying to broach, to be honest. No, I think if you're training, that, and that sounds bad. That sounds bad. It is something worth broaching. Of course it is. Not on the gym floor is what I mean. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's that. <laughs> that is that, mate. All right. Um, I just sent you stupid things on the internet. I just wish you'd have sent it to me so we got my live reaction to it because it was. It, <laughs> I, I, I mean. Um, so, obviously, I go play with uh, my family of dogs uh, reasonably frequently. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just sent Dan a photo of something that I'm obviously liking dog posts on Instagram. Absolutely fine. And then this popped up on uh, Sunday? I think when I was <laughs> sitting outside with my dogs on Instagram, so a uh, sponsored post. Keto Pet. <laughs> Keto Pet. Non-profit organization. Oh. Yeah, because they're not making any money because bullshit. Um, smart dogs eat keto. Tag us at Keto Pet or hashtag Keto Pet to be featured. Read our free ebook. Better be free. Um, yeah, so smart dogs... Eat keto, Dan. Discuss. If if smart dogs have owners that feed them keto, the smart dogs would bite their owners and leave. <laughs> the dog's gonna eat whatever you put in front of it. Let's yeah, go. let's let's be honest. Like, Do- the like dog- chocolate kills dogs, and they still eat it. Yeah. So there you go. They're not smart, are they? <laughs> ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's like whatever the owner decides to give it, like the dog's gonna eat. They don't. They don't have the <laughs> the know how of knowing whether they're keto or not. Also, I mean, this is this is the issue before, like, for keto for people. Are they tracking it? Like, are they literally going to take their bloods or their whatever samples, urine samples, to try and find whether they're in ketosis? And for yes. what benefit? I don't understand. Oh, why? No. What, no. Why do you want to enter ketosis with well, your so dog? It's got, it's got better clarity then, hasn't it? The dog's got better clarity. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So we can watch chase it sticks better. Like, yeah, take fuck? it sticks better. It's gonna have a better quality of life, obviously, because it's it knows it's producing ketones and not Ridiculous. just having some. That is, that is the world gone man. But do you know what though? Do you know what that is? Do you know why it's hilarious? The reason it's so fucking hilarious is that it just shows how fucking stupid some humans are because they'll believe in the keto diet so much they'll give it to their fucking dog. <laughs> like it just shows you how stupid some people are who follow the keto diet that's what it shows you it shows you because that's what it's aimed at but, but this they, is the thing right so that surely this is a diet that that kind of says the connotation of losing weight this doesn't say anything about this is just dogs eating keto it's not about like being in a whatever dog calorie 
Oh, I know. But again, like I said, the reason they're doing it and the reason they've cottoned on to it is because they know that people who do keto are so fucking bonkers (laughs) and so in in their cult that they'll do it. (laughs) They'll do it. it? That that, that company will be making a huge profit. I can guarantee you that. It's non-profit, mate. That's what it says. Right, well, they're they giving a lot of money to charity then, I bet. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, they will be making sales. They will be. 100% they will be. They've got money to put on Instagram ads, mate. Like, yeah. ridiculous. But, oh, I can't have got no words. I just, I mean, I, I'm just pretty sure a dog left to its own devices will eat what the crap it, like, whatever it... Decides. It licks its own arse and its yeah, own it penis. it just goes and eats, like, like it'll, it'll, it'll just sniff its own poo. It'll, I've seen <laughs> one of my dogs throw up and eat it again. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Is that keto? Probably, <laughs> Probably is. Uh, yeah, not great. Rid- is it? Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. something the keto fucking diet. <laughs> I diet. It's flexible diet. Yeah, he fits in what he wants in his macros, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. What are his macros? Whatever he wants them to be. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. All right. The world's mad. Uh, let's end right. it there, dude. That's, that's done. That's the podcast done. <laughs> right. Uh, if you. I want to know. I might put some more polls out on uh, on movies because I enjoyed that and hated people's opinions. Um, interesting, me versus you. Be interesting to see what we come up I with. Might do, I might do more on exercises and mechanics and movements. Nah, you don't need to do that. That's no fun. <laughs> That's no fun. You're right. <laughs> I can't wait until these eighty percent of people on my Instagram poll they're wrong. <laughs> so it's interesting. Yeah, be be train the powerhouse of muscle, man. Just train your bum. It's all good. All good. I thought, was, I thought that was in at the moment as well. Just training bums. It's all good. Just training bums, mate. Isn't training it? All bums. about the bums. Bum mechanics. All right. Um, any other business, mate? New. No. None. Not from me, either, actually. I'm, I haven't really got much to uh, discuss. There's some interesting stuff coming in the next... I don't know. I'll be doing a fair few bloody courses over the next uh, few months. So, reviews on that and whether they're worth it, basically. Which would be interesting. We should also get a guest on. Um, if anyone wants to message us that you that you want to come on, joking, don't do that. If you know somebody <laughs> who we should probably invite on, then let us know. Mmm. Mmm, Dan. That'd be good, wouldn't it? I know. We should probably get Michael Goldron to talk about talk. Yeah. Talk about talk. Brilliant. I bet you I bet you he'd say the idea I was not even using the glute or hamstrings no, at all. No, just all about doctors, isn't he? Probably be like a calf or something. No, he'd, he'd, he'd be like, well, you have to attach a band here. Therefore, yeah. it's not going to do anything. <laughs> uh, we like Michael. So, it's good. All right. We will catch you next week. See you later.